0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Go, I started that really gravelly. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, 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 guys. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip, and this is episode 128 with Robert Sheehan, a fantastic actor and just generally lovely guy. We had a great chat, incredibly honest and open, um, told some stories that we both feel maybe he shouldn't have told and might get in trouble for telling, but that makes it all the more fun listening, right? Um, so, yeah, obviously, I should mention that we're brought to you by Speech Development Records. Speechdevelopmentrecords.com is where I have my, my, my website and I sell my merch and we sell amazing stuff. We've got a, a whole s- section of signed stuff. So we've got signed books, signed DVDs, signed vinyl, all sorts. But then we've got our winter stuff. We've got a woolly bobble hats. We've got jumpers. We've got coats. We've got some great stuff. But as ever, the drunk cast continues to embarrass me by the absolute swarm from you lot at the first drunk cast merch um yeah i think a few sizes have sold out but we've done three drunk cast designs a chris design a pip design and a stew design and yeah they're they've been going down rather well so thank you for everyone buying that i also want to mention as we're as we're, we are we can't deny we're getting closer to christmas now pause this podcast if you get a chance now and go on facebook or just 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 google rob alton that's rob and then a-u-t-o-n letter from father christmas um it's on my youtube channel i've posted it a, a lot on facebook as well he's the new signing to speech development records and me and tom who i've done all my videos with who i've had on the podcast in fact we did uh Every video from introduction onwards was me and Tom. Every every video on the label, every, every, every video of mine, all me and Tom. Um, we did a video for Rob, and it's one of the most amazing pieces I've ever heard. It's a nine-minute spoken word piece. We've obviously released his spoken word album, At Home with Rob Alton, or At Home with Rob, it's Rob Alton's album. It's fantastic. You're going to... I love it. I recommend you buy it. You can buy a signed CD from com or the digital download. We've also brought back at home with Polar Bear, which was the first of the at home series, and that's on digital download now at com. But yeah, check out that, that video, A Letter from Father Christmas by Rob Alton. That is something that you can do for free and you will just enjoy it i guarantee you enjoy it i guarantee you share it um after that if you do enjoy it maybe consider buying the album and put some money back in the pockets of of those who bought that but the 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 important part that i care about is you watching it and that's free that doesn't cost you a penny the same as this podcast the same as every podcast i've done for the last two years free entertainment for one and all so yeah check that out um Let's get on with the podcast. It was great to sit down with Robert. Um, his new film uh, Jet Trash comes out um, on Friday, in fact. For Friday the 9th of December. Um, check it out. I recommend you go and watching it. It's a wild ride. Um, but we discuss it a lot in the podcast, so I won't give you too much preamble now. You're going to enjoy this, and I'll chat to you at the end, because next week... We've got Michaela Cole on, who's fantastic. Um, and yeah. I'll get back to you at the end. Let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the podcast. This
1: piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the
0: intro to the structure. This piece of fiction is the intro to the structure. And we are rolling, um, oh. I'm, I'm joined today by Robert Sheehan,
1: how are you? Very well, very well, how ha- are you? I'm
0: good, are you on a bit of a, a press run, a bit of a trunket day or, or is, it, is it relaxed and calm and enjoyable?
1: It's, it's been, it's been apart, from your, apart from your wonderful tattooed self, mm-hmm. it's just been one other interview, oh. so, uh, so it's been bad. very laid back indeed Good, good, good. That's what I like to hear. And how is everything in, in
0: in general at the moment? Are you hectic and busy? It's always kind of interesting that when you're on... When an actor is, is, is promoting a film, it's normally, or often, a, a one or two projects mm. detached from what you're on now. So you've kind of yeah. you've finished it, you've moved on, you're into this new exciting thing, and you have to go, oh yeah, remember that other exciting thing yeah. I did like a year or two ago?
1: Or... Almost three years ago. Almost three years ago. I, damn. Because the, the, this movie that uh, that we're sort of showing off about at the moment yeah. was shot February. What year is it? <laughs> Two thousand sixteen. It was February twenty fourteen. Oh wow! That we shot this film, it's and because because we works, were Im- impoverished. Yeah. You know, it took us it took us ages. First of all. I mean I think I think the the, the post production process on Jet Trash took so long because you know everybody who had a creative say was yeah. was all kind of you know they were all sort of throwing their two cents and you know essentially arguments were flying back yeah. and forth as yeah. to as to what the picture lock was going to be yeah. and then I was away I was living in California at the time so I was getting cuts through you know, and watching them on my telly, and it sort of, for a while, it felt like oh, one step forward, three steps back. Oh yeah. fuck, what's going on yeah. here? You know, we were making such progress, and then they've done all this shit. What's it can going be on? such a
0: strange one when, mm. it's a, a strange and exciting when it is a project that, if if the budgets are low, more often than not, everyone involved is hugely invested in it and hugely excited Possibly. and wanting yeah. to be involved. Yeah. So it is a weird one because. Mm it means there will be a lot of different opinions mm. at, at points. If it's a massive Hollywood film, or whatever mm. you've got three or four people who have the overall say, and that's yeah. in a way kind of easier as the actor at times to step yeah. away. I'd imagine and go, right, well, they're going to make it into what they're going to make it. Yeah and, well, and, yeah. and we'll leave it there. But yeah, you,
1: you, you have, yeah, you're less invested when it's a, it's a large machine. Yeah. With this, I mean, we, myself and Charlie, particularly once we sort of had the bones of the script, we kind of, we developed it ourselves and even during that point, it was interesting because I kind of learned how to how to be less possessive and territorial about stuff that I thought was was good, and yeah. become more open to ideas in the creative collaborative process. Because there were times when I was four o'clock in the morning yeah. with Charlie across my kitchen table, yeah. shouting, "Going, what do you mean you want to leave that? What do you mean you're confused yeah. by that? Where's this coming from? All of a sudden?" And I had to, I had to sort of figure out how to be less uh, uh, aggressive and territorial yeah. with stuff that I liked in the script and and open my ears more. And I think Jet Trash was a learning experience for that. And you know? it can
0: be a beautiful th- thing, right? Because when you start off in in your head, I guess, you've got your your visions and your views and it's kind of unwavering. Mm. It can be essential at points to have someone's... That, you know, even if it's just to make you justify why you've made that choice. Yeah, exactly. Even even if it's not to talk you away from it, at times Mm. it can be to say, no, you're wrong. But at Mm. times it can be to say, well, tell me why you think that. Just to make Mm. sure it's not just an off-the-cuff, a gut reaction. You mean it and you want to stand by and you want to
1: fight for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. You have to choose your battles. You have to choose the uh, and really... It, de- I think it just develops your sense of awareness as to what... Uh, it refines yeah. your ability to like and dislike things and know why.
0: How, you know what I mean? How many things can you think of now that you argued vehemently over that you now see as virtually inconsequential? To, uh, b- because, again, in <laughs> yeah. that moment, you can get to that point where every tiny l- mm. little thing, it means the world, when in reality, as said, you choose your battles. You yeah. let that one go and you make sure that this is right. It's mm. kind of... Yeah.
1: It was. It, it was. It was uh, I mean, to be honest, like there was. It was funny. You know, there was times when we we did a scene. The first scene we shot, we then came back to a week later, and the scene was just. It was at the beginning of the film where, yeah. uh, where we see the two lads coming back to the beach in India, and they're kind of they're sort of in this relaxed, lazy lifestyle. And oh, hang on! Here comes Mr. D. Caffeine. Hello, decaf. It's the coffee delivery. No worries. Thank you. sir. I'm on the decafs at the moment, Pip. Because good work. Because I'm I'm trying to show Mr. Caffeine that he's he's not in charge of me. Is Caffeine been I'm, trying been, I'm trying to take back control? I've been bossing you. I do.
0: Uh, there's another podcast on my network. If you've got any flights coming up, oh, I yeah. always think podcasts are good for f- for flights or travel. There's a podcast on my network called "Say Why to Drugs," and it's not anti-drugs or pro drugs but it's me sitting down with a doctor and she picks a different drug each episode and breaks it down and says the pros and cons the actual facts dispels all the myths and we just did caffeine and it was one of the most popular ones really it's 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 i mean i say it's weird it's obvious the most popular ones have been alcohol tobacco and caffeine because they're the three most most common common. but then the most interesting have been like MDMA and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and hallucinogens and cocaine and all these. And and at the end of the
1: podcast, me and the doctor, we, we <laughs> take a couple of crystals oh, and go down the disco.
0: That's kind of the thing that makes me laugh the most is it, every podcast, and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll hear mm. them always say, S- subscribe to the podcast. It yeah. really yeah. helps and all this. The Say Why to Drugs one, I recommend people to subscribe to just for the comedy value of it. Because <laughs> you get a notification <laughs> that comes up that says... Cocaine is now available from <laughs> Say Why to Drugs. MDMA Wonderful. is now available, so it's kind of yeah, just if you, for comedy value. This I, podcast you I won't have to subscribe. take coke this weekend. Yeah, exactly.
1: But, but yeah, <laughs> you're great. off
0: the caffeine to to take control back,
1: right? Yeah, and I went through about two or three days of of going to bed about half seven in the evening. Yeah, and yeah. then waking up about eleven the next day, my body just. My body just shook with the lack of energy. It's a drug and addiction. Yeah. It's, it's something you can become completely dependent but the, on. The, other, the thing is, right, and I don't know if other people have noticed this, but I came out of the two, three-day slump mm. out the other side and have more consistent energy yep. than ever well, through like, oh, things like porridge and fruit and uh, eggs. And uh, one of the
0: facts I learned was that um, caffeine in general, it's, it's your addiction to caffeine that allows caffeine to give you energy. If that makes sense. Mm. So, if you've never had coffee, you drink some coffee. It's not going to give you that much energy. But right. if you're a regular coffee drinker, it brings you down energy levels, and caffeine brings you back up. So, mm. really, what you're probably experiencing now is the fact that you're constantly at the level what that coffee would normally bring to yeah yeah you yeah. To or there and thereabouts. Yeah. because you're not the the drinking of caffeine is effectively addressing your. Yeah, you're you're almost hangover or or mm. withdrawal, yeah, you, your yeah. withdrawal from that drug. But we're not here to just talk about caffeine. So um, <laughs> I'll continue on. Um, n- normally, I jump into kind of how your career started and early mm. projects, and I
1: do want to talk about other stuff. Because Misfits ask, was amazing, I, and I've always wondered, right? Where did the scrubious part of your name come from? It all comes because from we an ed- we also just just for. Uh, listeners, we have a third party in the room. We do. We have a mustachioed baker in the corner there called Joe. I'm a silent baker. I told you what I'm
0: doing. <laughs> yeah, he likes, to,
1: I'm he likes to fill co- croissants with his secret cocktail. I'm
0: just enjoying the Christmas party vibe we've got here. It's like we've got a plate of crisps. There
1: is, there's There's an untouched <laughs> yeah. plate of crisps, a plate of biscuits. <laughs> I know, they're going stale rapidly. Yes, yeah, at like the end of turn. Someone eat them. <laughs> yeah. Go and find the spoiled kids and see if I can have a go on their Game Boy. Well, anyway, I said, that that to, I said that to Joe the other day. Yeah. I said, What about the scroobiest part of his name? And he said, No, nah, that's a word, mate. And I went, Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, Look over there, it's Scroobius Pip. <laughs> <laughs> that's solid use in a sentence. Um, I, I,
0: nicked, I nicked all of it or, or from an Edward Lear poem. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which again, I used to tell this story and the poem is about an animal that wakes up in the jungle and doesn't know what it is and it goes with the fish for a bit then realises it isn't a fish and it goes with the lions and realises it isn't a lion huh. and goes with the birds and realises it isn't a bird and then in the end it realises it is simply a Scroobius Pip. It's its own creature. It can exist in all these worlds but it's its own, really? it's its own thing and that's okay. Oh, that's good. And I was using that because I was doing... You know, at the time I, sh- I was making some short films, I was doing street art, I was doing were, music, I was doing a local. You are in a relationship things. with a gerbil. I was in a, in a relationship with a gerbil and I wanted to know that that was okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but I tell people that and they'll think, obviously, I'm incredibly well read, but I first saw the name <laughs> Scroobius Pip um, in a book on the counter oh, when I was working in HMV that was a book of dog and cat names. <laughs> Um, so that's actually where I found it, and then I read the poem and went, "Oh, I'm taking ah, that. That's a that's good where, name." But that's
1: where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
0: it's not as smart as it sounds, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do want to go for everything else. But mm. I kind of I'm excited to start off with mm. Jet Trash because oh, yeah? it sounds like there was a lot going on and it was a hell of an ex- experience. So starting off, kind of, uh, was this the most involved you've been in a project or f- uh, y- from the start? Because yeah. it, sh- it seemed yeah. that you were brought in. When it was the bare bones of a script and kind of yeah. like, look, mm. you're the guy. Yeah. Now we need, that's all we've now got so far. Now we need so to far. build from a grassroots <laughs> <laughs> level Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The, the project all together.
0: Which I think can be the best at times. It seems to be what a Shane Meadows will do. Mm. And a lot of, of, of people like that is rather than overwrite the character, f- mm. find the character. It's based on a book originally, isn't it? It's yeah, based it's on based a true on, story. based on it's a been... couple
1: of chapters from a book from the 90s called Go yeah. by a guy called Simon Lewis and um uh, it, yeah there's a couple of a couple of chapters that take place in the UK and India before yeah. then the book then carries on with the character of Saul actually who goes off to i think it's Hong Kong right. so the book sort of just meanders through the world like sort of one character meets another they yeah, that yeah, intertwines yeah. and the car- the story carries on so we focused on the the UK India bit nice yeah um and so uh,
0: what was the process of 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 getting it all altogether and kind of like how long was this something that was in your life until you started to actually shoot and 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 create
1: it or was there a lot of back and forth and there was endless back and forth yeah because i think you know because because the production was always going to be one of modest means Mm. they came to me and they they said i think they said to themselves we will make the the uh, the project more attractive by also offering Robert like a an executive producer role, yeah, yeah. But then, because I suppose struck I struck the I, old ego, it's a classic <laughs> trick. Exactly, I love it. Yeah. I've, I've gone for it many times. You'll be the deputy vice president of the uh, of the movie. I'd, 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 so, I'd, so, but I'd, then, yeah, oh, yeah, go on, so, go ahead, go ahead. Then uh, I suppose I stuck my foot further in the door yeah. than they were expecting and started yeah. started becoming involved more in the creative sense. Um, I mean, the only kind of, I, the only fundraising stuff, in truth, that I did, I mean, the main head honcho producer is a guy called Andy Brunskill, and he was mm. the guy that was putting together all the logistics and doing a lot of the grown-up stuff, I mean, yeah. trying to trying to move a British production to India with a, with a Finnish actor, uh, a French actor, yeah. you know, English actor, Irish actor, and trying to get visas for all oh, of them. Wow, I mean, yeah, all I of that stuff is insane. Actually, right? Here's a... Here's one of the first hiccups of the production. We went down to the uh, Indian embassy in Old Street in London. And um, we were down there and uh, we were trying to get visas, just like three or four of us, to go over and do location scouting uh, about three months before we did the film. And it was me, Charlie, the director, Andy, and a guy called Josh, who was location manager. And uh, Charlie, no, Andy Brunskill, who's supposed to be the responsible one, he (laughs) left his bag in the embassy Oh right? wow. And he I bet we they were, don't like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? We were in the taxi going back to the production office and he went, Oh shit, I've left my bag. It's okay, it's okay. I'll get Victoria from the office to go and collect the bag later this afternoon. Oh wow. So then Victoria went down about three o'clock and the whole embassy had been locked down of and the bomb it was. squad had yeah. arrived. <laughs> I mean, and they, she just came up. And she went, "Oh yeah, that's my boss's bag." Sorry, uh, they're like, oh, for
0: uh, f- they don't like that in train stations, <laughs> let alone embassies, <laughs>
1: <laughs> national embassies. Yeah, we knew we were in for a, a, a quite an eventful ride when that was how we kicked off. Um, so yeah, but um, anyway, sorry, I, I, I got off point. <laughs> the uh, so then the script came in, and actually, the script was written by Simon Lewis, who wrote the book. Yeah, we commissioned him to do the script. And another guy called Dan Brown. And so the script was given. It was good shape. But then we sort of, myself and Charlie particularly, we had about 50 million ideas together. So we started to add the ideas and started to play with them and kind of add complexity to the film, you know, to make Mm it. I mean, the film is in its, I mean, it is a a sort of an action thriller type piece. But we wanted to make the film as characterful as possible, you know. So uh, we did months of work on the script, you know. And so... From a creative standpoint, my, you know, my role went from executive producer to producer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because
0: to actual real life a producer. Yeah,
1: because really if, if people, people aren't in the industry, executive producer tends to be, you might have, for tax reasons, given a movie 25 grand. Yeah. Or, or uh, you know, or you're just, hello. Sorry, I've just seen someone through the glass of the office. yeah. Or, um, or, or it could be
0: simply to add some muscle, to add a name, and things like that in yeah, there. So, but, yeah. but, but, actual producer, it's like, yeah. wow, you've got to, you've got to do some work. You're going to yeah, have to exactly. Really
1: I get, think get, I just turned turned around in the office one day and went, Andy, I want to be a producer. And he went, okay. <laughs> so that was that.
0: And yeah. and it doesn't seem to have calmed down along the route, the, along mm. the journey of the film from from that tumultuous start. It doesn't mm. seem to have calmed. Um, there's a few things that um, I saw li- a listed in in the press release. Oh, where to start? Let's start with um, stumbling upon a decapitated body. Oh yeah, um, you know that wasn't of, me. That's a good place to start, right? But that was mm. that that would have affected pr- pr-
1: pr- 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 production <laughs> slightly, right? Do you know what? The here's the here's the bizarre thing. It didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> oh wow. That's how. That's how. It was, I mean, right. It was a strange time because. We met this English guy who had this nightclub, this outdoor nightclub, <laughs> right. which is, because there are there are lots of noise laws in yeah. Goa. Yeah. So the real clubbing situation is out of the urban areas and it's out right. in the countryside. So yeah. there's this place called Leopard Valley, and this English guy had built quite a sort of a gaudy, tacky sort of nightclub with these kind of Roman pillars that shoot fire. Amazing! Right, right, the decks. Amazing. <laughs> we were like, perfect. This yeah. is perfect.
0: Just as the Romans would have wanted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they were real, they were very camp, the Romans, you know. <laughs> the togas. Um, but yeah, so that place, we were like, this is the perfect location. He was all up for having his club in the movie.
0: Because that's it, because the movie is, I mean, we've not even touched on what it is. It is a film of... Of decadence and, mm. and exploration and, yeah. and, and, and intrigue, I guess. Yeah. From and, what and I've read, again, I'm, I'm I'm watching it next week, which I'm looking good. forward to. I'll send but you the yeah. link. I'll yeah, send you the link. <laughs> it's easier. I can stay at home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and exploitation. I think that Explorate, was right. Yeah. That was that was. Uh, I mean, the trash part of the title. I yeah. think we wanted to show the boys sort of exploiting India at large. Very the welcoming India, the India that sort of. Uh, uh, Takes in people from around the world, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, and allows them to explore its its beautiful spiritual places and in whatever fashion they like, yeah. you know. And Brits turn up through, and put up, yeah, exactly. Roman towers and, and, and shooting fire from, from, from it, exactly. Yeah, Another <laughs> dickhead sell drugs there, you yeah. know. Um, but the, the the decapitated head was yeah. on our last night in Leopard Valley in this yeah. club. Yeah, someone because we were shooting. We were shooting kind of in and around the club. Like, the club was sort of ongoing. Yeah. And there were people who knew that we were filming and there were people who didn't, you know what I mean? And it was mad. I
0: love the beauty of, of, yeah. of low-budget films. Of, of that kind of just, let's just make it happen. Yeah, let's, yeah.
1: Let's ask
0: for forgiveness before permission. Yeah, You know, exactly, kind of thing, exactly. rather than, yeah. And so we, away with this.
1: we had, uh, we, we we were sort of running in and around the, the behind the deck, so we were kind of... We wanted to use the surrounding landscape and sort of let off flares. Charlie wanted to have a kind of a surreal thing where there was these strange fireworks in slow motion. And yeah. kind of give it a surreal feel. And then someone stumbled on a body. Wow. Like, just as we were leaving, just as we were finished on the last night. God damn. Without a head. Yeah. Wow. And uh, called the police, and apparently it was some guy from a gang, and there was, there was, there was, there was not much... Not much of a deal made of it. No, that's and kind that of. There.
0: Well, there you go. That's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's happened.
1: It is a. It's a, I mean, India is a beautiful place, and I don't want to slag it off, but there is an undercurrent of, I think, what's the word? Uh, danger. Yeah, you know, there's a, definitely a, an under- a, a lawlessness. Yeah, um, yeah. There's
0: a thin again, veil the, of,
1: of of civility.
0: It's the sad thing, isn't it, that anywhere that's kind of based around a level of. Of freedom and spirituality mm. is therefore open to exploitation yeah it's, it's open to go in and go all right well no one's really governing this let's yeah let's go and <laughs> let's go and do what we want there it's and a
1: sad reality with with, l- with humans i guess huge parts of of northern goa have been completely taken over by uh russian businessmen yeah and, like huge stretches of the coast yeah uh, that like have Russian casinos, Russian hotels where they only speak Russian. Wow. And sort of in a private way, yeah. they have commandeered a yeah. large section of India yeah. to the, to much to the sort of fear and chagrin of, uh, of, of Indian people yeah. there. You know, they're yeah. like, this is scary because they've, they've just taken a large section of, of Goa. It's, it's mental. Just um, because they have money.
0: S- speaking of commandeering, another thing that was, was noted was, it's um, something about, C- crew holding cast hostage, or, or, or holding actors hostage in some way or some manner. What was? Yeah, there was a guy. <laughs> I'm going to make you roll your eyes I so mean... many times with <laughs> this. I'm, I've maybe got too much
1: information here. Like, I oh mean, that's, God. that's 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 where one where obviously someone's teased you with not enough information, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But there was a, a guy on our crew who had. I mean, unfortunately, had he had a reality. A check out from right. reality because I think of a cocktail of anti-malaria medicine and alcohol. Yeah, that was swirling around in his system. Yeah, he had a full-on psychotic episode. Right, Dan. I mean, yeah, his name was Dan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, the chances. And that's all I'm saying, right? Well, there but, you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what happened was he. <laughs> Uh, he was sort of acting really strangely all morning, right? And then we were doing this scene, just about to go for a take. And then just from about 50 yards away, he came sprinting at me and dived on me and then held me down. He managed to get sort of under me, held me down by the chest and neck and going, Rob, Rob, it's in their eyes. It's the Indians. It's the Indians. I was going, whoa, 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 because he's a kind of an eccentric funny dude anyway. I was like, all right, Dan, this isn't funny. This is just, this isn't funny. I don't know what the joke is here. And, uh, and he wouldn't let go. And then, and then it became like, Oh, Jesus Christ. This is a thing. He's he's seriously (laughs) taken hold of me. But we had a security guy and, you know, a couple of other people and they just dashed in, grabbed him, dragged him off, lifted him. And they put him in the back of a car and they, then they had to drive him to a hospital.
2: Yeah.
1: And what he told me afterwards was that on the way to the hospital, he felt like the devil was going to be around every turn, right? Oh, wow. Like, genuinely. And he thought that the whole entire production was an elaborate ruse uh, to to uh, to basically veil the fact that we were going to decapitate him. That we were, to, we were going to kill him, right? Yeah, I mean... And then he was You'd already done your decapitating for the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was doubtful. <laughs> and then we, they took him to a, one of these sort of secure hospitals. Mm. And because he was flailing about so much and erratic, yeah. they had to... They had to strap him down. So yeah. imagine what was going on in his head then. Yeah, like these, these doctors, and then they syringed him to try and sedate him. Jesus. He w- he went through a horrible experience.
0: I mean, it's 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 really
1: people don't give enough c- credit at
0: times to the the genuine r- risks and tests, I guess, mm. of shooting in in deserts, mm. in 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 places of extreme heat. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of yeah. Of the extreme. Heat. Medication, there can be mm-hmm. and and things like that. And um, I remember hearing numerous stories about um at the last Mad Max, how oh, yeah. how they were shooting it all out there. And obviously the director was the original Mad Max, the director. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when they did the first ones, he was a lot younger, and a, a lot of the crew were the same people. But mm. it's taxing f- physically on a human, yeah. and that I mean I think it over overran by quite a bit. But mm. for all completely valid health reasons and, and risk reasons, like of 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 everyone involved because mm. it's like right we're going to go and w- w- what we're trying to do is shoot this crazy dystopian wasteland it's like this giant action but that means you're movie. going to a crazy dystopian yeah, wasteland yeah. that's like there's a reason that that's mm. the the image of the end of the world it's because it's a really hard place to exist yeah. and live and, and I'm, I'm sure it'd be similar in India and in particularly if you're mm. going out into um s- 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 secluded parts where again mm. you're going to have Huge amounts of heat, huge yeah. amounts of dehydration and, as you
1: said, all sorts of, of vaccination and, Sophia, and whatever else. who's in the film, yes. she's, she's, she's my girlfriend. Yes. And uh, she was just shooting in the Namib Desert where they shot Mad Max. Yeah. And the first picture she sent back, she sat in a Canada Goose coat in the <laughs> desert <laughs> during insane. the day. I was wow. going, what the fuck? Yeah. What, is, is it cold there? She's like, yeah. it's freezing. It's one of the weirdest parts Crazy, of the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, in sure, heat levels. Yeah, because they were shooting at the at the uh, sort of autumn time. So I suppose it was it was cold yeah. by that point in the desert. So that place gets like suffers extreme yeah. cold and extreme heat. You know, and that yeah. movie was shot for months and months and months, yeah. didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's Scary.
0: So the final thing that came up on on the list of of of, of anomalies when sh- shooting was the <laughs> almost fatal overdosing of a stunt cow um (laughs) again it's a hell of a sentence i never expected to say but you know in the story there's a cow that takes drugs isn't there or some kind of is is that
1: some kind of scenario there right we had to we had to uh (laughs) convey that there was a dead cow right so this guy showed up with a cow a far too old cow the cow was supposed to be a calf yeah and he showed up with a near adult cow, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because in the, sto- in the originally in the script, we uh, because I'm I'm sort of in a reverie and I'm sort of uh, a little bit on drugs, and so this cow, you know, to, according to my character, comes out of nowhere and I crash into it with my moped, right? But you know, in truth, I'm just not paying attention, yeah. And uh, so then, as this, as it was written, we then take the cow, and we drag it off into the ditch beside the broken moped, and then we all you know jump on the the other moped but then we, we you know we brought he brought this big cow and we were like oh christ okay right get some pallets <laughs> and attach some wheels to the pallets yeah. so that we can try and Something roll this off harder cow for her, yeah. but then that we didn't need the pallets because uh because the cow wouldn't go to sleep right, right. and it, it gave it the guy who was a, and this is the other charm of shooting in india is that you know you tell the production we need a we need a guy who can administer ketamine to a cow like a vet yeah. and bring the cow to set can you sort that out yeah. and then some dude shows up with a cow I'll do it yeah yeah <laughs> you know they get probably like their brother-in-law or something to go go <laughs> get get just get a cow and get some ketamine yeah. right so this Already charlatan got some. <laughs> shows up right and uh, and he, he gives he administers the ketamine administers a double dose yeah. and then a triple over the course wow. of the scene yeah because every time we went up to the cow and, and picked up its hooves, it would start kicking out at us. So yeah. it just wouldn't go to sleep. And it was like it had massive amounts of ketamine coursing through its veins. Yeah. So then we had to quickly rewrite the scene where I pick up the leg and I go, no, no, God, no, it's too much. I can just leave it. We'll just leave it. Fuck it. You know. And then, and then we just jump on the, well, we don't jump on the moped because Mike, the monk character, jumps on the moped and just abandons us on the right. road. Uh, so that was the, that was the drama of the cow. And of course, the other thing is that the crew, uh, chiefly Hindu, hmm. you know, we're looking at how this cow was being treated and we're getting increasingly upset as the day was going on. Yeah. And, uh, we, we really, we had to, we had to wrap up the cow pretty quick because we thought the crew were going to mutiny. Yeah. This isn't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, the cat was fine after it just looked a little buzzed to be honest. Yeah, I mean a few you hours later, it was just, just quite zen, <laughs> like over so, by some grass. Incredibly relaxed at the end of it all. Um yeah. so
0: I mean in many ways, having a, a, a journey like that to get in something completed must make it all the more rewarding when you finally got to that, that finish point where you're like, oh, we've done it, yeah. it's good, yeah, it works, yeah. Is, is 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 there more excitement in this than maybe some of the of, of the previous project you've worked on, yeah, I
1: think so, because because you have more invested, you yeah. know and and also because you come with that investment, you come so close to catastrophe, yeah, you know time and time again, yeah, even before you start shooting, yeah, 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 uh that's that, that when it's finished and it's done, and everybody's happy, and then you bring it to Edinburgh, and then you get really good reviews, yeah. You know, it's, it's 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 a it's a satisfaction and an elation that's profoundly deep. It yeah. really is, you know. Amazingly, so let's so
0: let's go see si- it. So, so go see. I mean, uh, we'll plug it again at the end. But this is mm. coming out on December seventh, and mm. by chance, it's in cinemas December ninth in View Cinemas. So it's kind of perfecto, perfectly timed. You'd think I was a professional. <laughs> um, let's kind of rewind things mm. back. You grew up um,
1: near Galway, I think, kind of in. Mm. Well, where it's sort of. I mean, uh, near Galway in the sense that where I grew up was rural. Yes, yeah. in the in the in the geography of the island, I was nearer Dublin. Oh, well, right, yep, yep, yep. Uh, if now, our, Leash is the county I'm from, yeah. and it's the one that's the most midland. It's yeah. right smack bang in the middle of the country. Yeah. And sort of, it's if you're driving down the country, it's on your way to Limerick, you know? Yeah, but yeah, nowadays, yeah. I mean, the, the trip You see how the... I
0: dodged it there? Because I'd looked at the name of where you're from, but I didn't know how to say the word. <laughs> Leash. Because it's, it's L. How's
1: it? You, L-A-O-I-S yeah, yeah, it, to, it like, you, l A O I S. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's where I'm from. You l- dodged l- it, and I didn't even l- 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 notice yeah. you dodging yeah. it. If yeah. I'm, you hadn't said though, anything. I to admit to that. But,
0: as you a near Limerick and near ish to Dublin. So, what kind of. Or what was it like growing up there? Were you always kind of drawn towards p- performing? I was acting something you always wanted to do or whatever. I think in, in not size? in a
1: not in a aware sense. Yeah, but I certainly used to completely engorge myself on movies as yeah. a kid, and
0: uh, it can be the the beauty of growing up in smaller towns and yeah. and, and, <laughs> and things like that. You know, I mean, an uneventful place near to Limerick. I think like. A, a Limerick is is one of my favourite places in Ireland, but it's <laughs> yeah. got a reputation for being a bit violent. It's mm. uh, everyone who's not from Limerick will nudge you, going, "Oh, you're going to st- st- stab city next, are It's like, <laughs> it, it's, I, I love it. And yeah. again, I grew up in Essex, so I'm used to rough, and yeah, shitty exactly. areas. So, um, but <laughs> grow, gr- growing up in small towns can, mm. I think, one of the greatest motivators can be boredom. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and the greatest motivators yeah. is to take in culture and to take things, yeah. in. it can. It can can go the other way. You could end up in the local pub, at seven yeah. nights a
1: week, and, yeah. and whatever else. But so you were kind of drawn to exor- yeah, absorbing and, films, uh, and culture. yeah. And by no means was I uh, did I hermit myself or anything. I mean, I was on I was on the, the Port Leash, which is the main town in Leash. I was on the football team. Yeah. I was on the soccer team. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I had, uh, you know, I had sports as well when I was a kid. But funnily enough, when I did my first film when I was fourteen. I also, that sort of coincided with all of a sudden I'm too small to make next year's team. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So being on the team kind of ended and acting began, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all at once. Uh, so,
0: yeah. That's wonderful uh, t- t- timing and combination there that you can kind of go, well, no, I'm, I'm leaving the team because I'm an actor now. It's, it's, it's not, I've not been... Muscle side. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, very exactly. much my choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm no, leaving can, you. You're can, not leaving me. <laughs>
1: yeah, go out there and kick their heads in if I want it. But uh, I'll just, have, you know, I'll go off and be an actor instead. Yeah. So, but, you know, and it's 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 uh, it's not it's not uh, it's not very usual where I come oh. from to become an actor. So I suppose people didn't fully know how to quantify me. Yeah. When I was a teenager and I was going off doing acting, sometimes for long stretches, you know, I mean, uh, and the funny thing was the first, (laughs) you know, this is, this is the, the charm of, of, of growing up in Ireland, right. But the first film I did was a movie called song for a raggy boy. And Mm -hmm. it dealt with the way young boys were brought up in Catholic reformatory schools in the 1930s. Right. right. You know, the physical abuse, the sexual (laughs) abuse, you know, it showed it all. It was quite graphic, you know, and, uh, so when that movie came out, you know, it's like, Ah, oh, Jesus! And my character was like called O'Reilly in the yeah. movie. So, oh Jesus, O'Reilly, watch out now. You're going to get bummed by a priest. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be something, so, particularly in a small town. Yeah. You, you've suddenly
0: got that it's notoriety like, for something like, that artistically is <laughs> yeah. great. But, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hang on.
1: I'm not even bummed in the film. They're still slagging me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I it's, had to live that down for a while.
0: I mean, it's a really interesting one because Ireland is great for its its production of 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 local tv and cinema like mm. rte and everyone else do a lot of, of of drama that often seems to stay it's it's for, it's by island for island kind of yeah, thing but do, it yeah. can be a yeah. great a, a learning ground and, mm, and, yeah. and preparation i'd imagine because there is a lot put in there but it's not not that there's not as much competition. I guess mm. there still is. But you'd think, you know, it, in, in if, if you're growing up in, in London, for example, mm. the amount of people all going for that same acting role or yeah. whatever else yeah. is endless, whereas mm. it feels a little bit more, as you said, as it's not as obvious a goal yeah. growing up in small yeah. towns. It, it it could be an
1: easier route in at points it's, to go, right, that's here we go. absolutely true. You're right. I yeah. mean, the competition is far less. And uh, I think if... if uh, if there is, like, a, a drama, a rural drama, and you are a, an actor from a rural part of Ireland with a few things on your CV... Yeah. You know, you are in with a great chance... Yeah. ...you know, to work and, and continue yeah. working. I mean, and Ireland's a fantastic place to work. I, I sort of wish I worked there more, in yeah. truth. You know, the last time I worked there, I was 24 going on 25. So, it was, yeah. like, four years ago. Wow. Uh, on a TV show called Love Hate. And it's interesting as well, because... That show was really—it was really good. It was, it was cracking telly, and yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not boasting. I was a, a small cog in the in the, the love hate machine overall, but the show itself, the writing, and the pacing, and directing, the editing was all fucking fantastic. But what's not quite there with Irish TV, certainly, is the means of international distribution. You know, yeah, completely. And it's it's sort of it, it yeah, has I do, to I agree.
0: It's it, it does seem unusual that there'll be. Sus- so many amazing
1: actors that, again, mm. all suddenly appear. And yeah. And are like, wow. So, yeah. No,
0: no, no, it's massive in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this drama yeah. hasn't got out. And, yeah. No,
1: and that was, it was it sort of saddened me about Love Hate. I mean, Love Hate was was the biggest sh- TV show in Ireland ever. Right? Wow. And it, it well, then did Was it based really... on anything true? Because, again, yeah, another was. thing with Ireland mm. is that
0: it tends to be a lot of true Irish stories, it seems yeah. to be, and maybe that's why it seems to not... Mm. There to be around, but so many people I meet who've done huge things in Ireland, it's mm. portraying this amazing true story that means a lot to everyone who's watching it, means everything, yeah. and somehow just stays there.
1: I think it, before Love, Hate, just before Love, Hate, in the cultural consciousness, there was a, a huge awareness of all the gangland criminality that was mm-hmm. going on, particularly in Dublin, yes. and Limerick, our, mm-hmm. our old favourite place. <laughs> and uh, so this Love, Hate reflected the gangland criminality. So, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like all things, the media in Ireland massive, were massively sort of exaggerating the realities of the gangland criminality. But it was happening, you yeah. know. And there were gangs who were bringing, you know, industrial amounts of drugs into Ireland, yeah. you know, cocaine particularly. So this, this show follows the exploits of a gang like that in Dublin yeah. and all the sort of the politics and the paranoia that go on between the characters and stuff. And, and then what's probably most interesting about the show is that there's a sort of a foot soldier character who Tom Von Lawler plays called right. Nidge, who as the show goes on, you see him in a very sort of insidious and weaselly way. You see him rise to the top of the ranks yeah. and become like this Napoleonic, f- like ferociously, uh, uh, vicious, yeah, kind of uh, yeah. malevolent dictator of this gang. You know? Yeah. so it's a brilliant show. It's I a really brilliant, it. brilliant show. It sounds well amazing, worth and
0: I love when people m- make those shows that sh- that sh- that, sh- that shine a light on on the real versions yeah. of that. And, and and Gamora, the series, was yeah. a recent one in 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 Italy that was just absolutely amazing. Mm. Just getting the real levels, and the fact is, Ireland, particularly as 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 England, firmed up their borders, became mm. a, a huge. Thoroughfare for importation of drugs. Yeah. So again, there is going to be a lot of stories there. Yeah, a lot of dark
1: shit that went on, mm. but a, you know, a lot of interesting things. So and Stuart Carroll, in the creator of the show, he said, he said uh, that no one could ever accuse him of hyperbole in the yeah. show because all of the stuff took place in the papers. You yeah. know what I mean? All of the stuff that the gang does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like everything from taking a, a, a grappling hook and attaching it to an ATM. Yeah, in a store, and then attaching that to the back of a jeep, and then driving the ATM out the front window of the of the store. All that Amazing. stuff yeah. happened. Or in the first series, where Brian Gleeson's character is showing off to some some lads with with a with a with a Glock pistol, and he takes the clip out, but there's still one left in the chamber, and he puts it to his own head and blows his brains out. Right, that happened God in Limburg. It happened to this guy, this this gangster fella, yeah. who was showing his twelve year old son. And the son's mate, he was shown off in a gun range, going. Now you always take out the clip, and then he put the gun to his head and blew his brains out. You know. So this insane. Isn't the, it? Sh- the show massively mirrored events that happened in Ireland, events that were massively covered by the news. So yeah, the show, in a way, the the, the kind of the drama of it was quite protected. You yeah. know, by that. Yeah, completely. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good show, an, man. Check an, it out another show that
0: obviously, a mirrored reality. Hugely was Misfits obviously yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't that's that's the <laughs> joke. Um, and if you're looking for reality, <laughs> you should watch Misfits. But that's kind of it seemed that that was your initial real big break. It was yeah. it's the one that really th- thrust you into people's um, eyes. Rooms. And, and yeah. so, so how how was that? Because it was what Channel Four can be absolutely amazing at was making something. New and original and and and, and raw, mm. with a lot of people who aren't that that well known, aren't that established, mm. and really just going look. Here's here's something that's really good. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and feeling like unapologetic and not trying to go.
1: Here's here's the names on our list. Can yeah, we, yeah,
0: Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just just market off the fact. Look, this is this is great. This that's is new. That's
1: true. I was incredibly lucky to be in that show. Yeah, I think. I mean, I was incredibly lucky because. I mean, shows like that come along once in a blue moon, I yeah. think, and to be in that show and have such a good part in that show, you I know, was really, it was career-wise, I mean, it was... I mean, I was really wise, late to it. I, I, yeah. I caught it a, f- a
0: few years, or, I mean, only a, f- a couple of years ago, and, that, and now my girlfriend had, had, had recommended it, and I just binged the whole lot in, yeah. in, in no time at all. And yeah. It is, it's one of those shows, it, it had that ex- excitement and vibrancy. How much f- freedom did you have in that one? Because it felt... I, I, your character and and Nathan it it had that feel that how much of this is scripted and how much is saying, Well just go off. Like yeah. just go mental, yeah. just go a bit nuts here, just say outrageous things and then we'll see what we can actually edit and I, I, work.
1: I, I wish it was the latter, yeah. although I think they covered the fact that I had that ability in the audition, yeah. because they, they, they did stages of audition where there was there was uh, improvisation, you yeah. know what I mean? So um, you can you bring your best comedy shit to the room yeah, <laughs> and sort yeah. uh, of make them laugh. So there was that that stage, but in truth, man, everything was scripted. Everything we're amazing, you know. All those gags were really funny, really well developed, and I was just—I think I think, I, think I just was delivering them, thankfully, in a, in an energetic and unique way. Sound, and so I think it's
0: a testament to, uh, to everyone involved then mm. that it all felt so natural. It really felt like a bunch of mates were kind of yeah, and, n- and that's what not waking up as they go along, but kind of. Getting to dick about, and then at the end of the day, going good work on a good day at work. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Really, brilliant. Because they did, they let us dick about sometimes yeah. to the detriment of the schedule. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. let us dick massively about, yeah. and we, I think we were we were sort of like the children in yeah. in the production of that show, and they never once admonished us for for uh, for for not paying attention or for you know for for not being on point or for fucking up a... T- you know what I mean? There yeah. was never any... Yeah. I mean, they wanted to at times, yeah. right? At the end of the day when they're half hour over.
0: It's got to be that awareness that in, in, in a situation like that, as soon as the teacher tells you off, it's just everyone's going to get the giggles all the more. It's like often yeah. often you need to let it play out. If, <laughs> if you give everyone a telling off, then as soon as you roll on the next one, yeah. the first
1: line is going to make everyone burst into tears it, yeah. of laughter. and yeah. And the the the, the <laughs> corpsing effect was something that that plagued us continually, particularly myself and Iwan Treon, yeah, who played Simon. Yeah, the two of us often wouldn't would get to the point where we couldn't look each other in the eyes. You know that that and that thing uh, without. Just and he had to play to such a straight role as well. <laughs> so again, at least you, if you got smirky, it's kind of in the
0: character; it's <laughs> yeah, acceptable. Yeah. But he had to play such a dead straight role that. <laughs> That must have been impossible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I secretly knew that as well. I so, sort him.
0: And so how was it w- w- when it came out and kind of and, and hit and, and the reaction was huge? Because, again, I'd guess making it, you obviously had big expectations, but it is a, 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 a show that's not got these huge names attached,
1: mm. So therefore it's not a guarantee of, of success as such. It, it does, it, this sounds like propaganda in hindsight, yeah. but... We had. I had no expectations. Right. Yeah. Really and truly, I didn't know what. I didn't even know what we were making. Yeah. And I, I'm deadly serious about yeah. that. You know. I mean, it wasn't until I watched the first episode and I went, "Oh, all right. I see. okay, Yeah, yeah." I sort of see the darkness and the drama of it now. Yeah, because apart from a few very carefully chosen moments, my character was just dicking about and being yeah. being <laughs> yeah. a, an arsehole to everyone yeah. and. You know, I I embraced that with with, yeah. with all my might, and uh, again, yeah. that must have been
0: a a fun role to get <laughs> yeah. to do because it is yeah. essentially today you've got to say twelve really offensive things <laughs> yeah. to
1: again to your mates you've got Dude, to insult them. There <laughs> was there was actually a rule on the show that we had one cunt per episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> And there was one I love those where, rules. Yeah, I know. It like makes <laughs> zero sense. And there's one where we're sifting through a bunch of clothes that have been donated. And I find some ski goggles, some red ski goggles and put them on. And I go, hey, guys, guys, who am I? And start crooning like that. And he goes, uh, all right, all right, I'll give, you cl- I'll give you a clue. I'm an annoying cunt. <laughs> it's Bono. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a great use." And Bono, if you're listening, I don't mean it, I promise. Howard Overman means it. He wrote the script. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I mean, that's, again, it's, it's, it's beautiful to uh, to have have that, 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 that freedom and that fun. And, again, the beauty of shows like that is that they're now on Netflix or on 4OD or whatever and mm. kind of it's that thing where even probably 10 or 10 years ago you could have a show that it'll have its moment mm. and then that's yeah. it. It's yeah. kind of moved on from, whereas mm. now – They keep barbling over. And that is one that feels, that that continued to feel fresh. And again, just to give a testament to everyone in the show, Mm. when you left, my thought was, and and not to praise you too much, but my thought, I might drift off of this a bit now because that was such a strong character, such an Mm -hmm. overbearing character. And then they happened to bring in someone like Joe Gilgan, who's completely different, but Mm. equally a force of nature. So it's kind of, they were really good at, at finding the uh, the right people to go, mm. no, we
1: can, yeah, oh, we got this. This is fine. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened, what changed as well when I left was uh, that the first two series which I did, Howard, the creator of the show, wrote, yeah, th- w- through development, he wrote every every right. script, you know. Jeez, yeah. but then the show was became a staff of writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what what I mean. I don't know if this happens all the time, but I sort of felt like through no fault of the actors or whatever, but I did feel like the writing became almost like a reflection of the show as opposed to the show itself. You yeah, know what I
0: mean, it could be an interesting thing where you're trying to, you're trying to write in that voice rather than having that voice. Yeah. If, if, I, I, if that makes sense. And you're almost doing an impression of the show. Yeah. As such.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and there was talk of a movie and yeah. they showed me the script of it and, Again, the movie sort of took on the sentiment of the third, fourth series, where, where the comedy wasn't about the fact that these people have these disabilities. Yeah. It was like, oh, look how funny we can make these powers, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that shift made it a bit more, uh, I don't know, a bit more sort of, uh, w- less depth, I think, and less about how, how will this normal person deal with this yeah. f- very odd disability. Now it's like, oh, look, I can pull a, a bouquet of roses out of my arse. How funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 And yeah, yeah. Uh, that sh- that shift, I think, happened after I left yeah. the show, you know?
0: Well, uh, I mean, um, we touched upon oh, – oh, I said that I I came to, uh, to Misfits late, so the first thing I saw you in was a killing Bono, which, again, oh, yeah. it's funny that we've touched upon – Bono already there and, <laughs> yeah. and, and called him an annoying yeah. cunt. So, and now we're on to a film primarily about killing him for being such. Do, do so we um, know. Joe is in the corner, red-faced, <laughs> like,
1: like shaking with laughter. So, uh,
0: so how was that? Was, uh, was that the first a uh, feature mm. film that you were kind of uh, thrust to the, mm. the head of as such?
1: Let me think. Well, there was one bef- b- before killing Bono. Where where it was myself and Rupert Grint in the yeah. starring roles which yes. was called Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Which was shot in Belfast. And again, you know, as as jobs go, that was just one of the most fun, yeah, a- anarchic gigs I've ever yeah. been part of. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was loads of partying, everybody was family really quick. Beautiful. You know, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like Misfits. Uh so that was uh that was That was uh, similar to Bono because myself and Ben Barnes and Bono are brothers and we like brothers. We, you know, argue like tits and, you know, and we love each other. And myself and Rupert had a similar relationship in Cherry Bomb, even though we weren't brothers. So there was that. Uh, There was a kind of a string of jobs. What was it? It went cherry bomb, and then uh, a, a trilogy for Channel Four called Red Riding Trilogy. Absolutely adored Red. Yeah, a, that was a Red Riding. The cast again, that on a, that again with Paddy Considine and
0: numerous other people. That was a, yeah. a hell of a series, and it jumped. If I remember rightly, it jumped kind of to timelines yeah. slightly. It was all kind of based mm. around the same kind of era and town and thing yeah. and, and jumped ahead. And that was a it was a great series. It was
1: brilliant. It was cool. It was like it was uh, a quartet of books which they adapted into a trilogy Yeah, but uh, yeah so there was that and then there was a a, a, a sort of a medieval action thriller with uh, with Nicolas Cage yes. called Seasons of the Witch and yes. then Killing Bono how how Killing was Bono's working with, with cage with mr cage friend. yeah it was great man he's he has a he has a childlike eccentricity Yeah, man he's really He's one of the most interesting human beings I've ever. He's weird because he's obviously he's obviously lived in a bubble of fame for a long time, yeah. but seems completely untouched by it. You yeah, know, yeah. I think I he's. Love it. I, I think like me, he's someone who could very easily live in uh, uh, the realm of fantasy yeah. for the rest of his life yeah, and yeah, be quite yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm. The, I'm like that. I, think. I was doing a, a series earlier this, this a
0: year with Stephen Graham. And we kind of oh, really hit yeah. it off really well. And he was saying of working with Cage. Because I was in, I was like. That
1: was the same movie? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it
0: was all, he was saying just craziness about up, up mountaintops, riding horses, <laughs> yeah. just dangerous stuff. But he was saying, I was, obviously, I was like, How, how's Nicolas Cage? And he was exactly the same. He was like, he's, he's Nicolas Cage. He's yeah. exactly what you expect Nicolas mm. Cage to be. And it's, yeah. it's a delight. He's it's <laughs> it's, lovely. He's lovely. It's
1: a wonderful, eccentric. A weird existence. But. And I think his, it, 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 kudos to him because there's no barrier between him and, yeah. and you, you know, yeah, yeah, or anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's very, he's incredibly curious, kind, you know, he sort of wanders around asking questions. He asked me yeah. once, right? This is true. He goes, uh, uh, what do you know about the uh, the mysticism of leprechauns? <laughs> right? And we were sat in a castle, an abandoned <laughs> castle at nighttime in Austria, right? Freezing. I was oh, going, uh, I don't know. He, I, I said, I... I mean, they wear little green suits and they've got pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. About as much as you, really. Why? He goes, "Well, because I think my assistant Michael might be a leprechaun. <laughs> like in all seriousness." I love it. And I said, well, "Why? You know, because Michael was quite small. He was quite a small man, slight of shoulder, <laughs> right?" Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I said, "Why? Why? Because he's small." He goes, "Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, he's a small guy, and also because he, uh, because he was a, a baby in a basket found on a doorstep. So he has this. We don't know where he's from. He's like this magical creature. So I think God put him in my path to hire him because he's a leprechaun." Obviously, that makes. I went, "Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> good. Job. All right, good, <laughs> brilliant." So that, like, that was the levels of of supernatural belief I, I think that's it. going on in his
0: head I, I, I love that there's a, a weirdness about him but everyone mm. I've heard it's always it's never a harmful no. or offensive no. weirdness it's, it's, it's always sweet. stuff like that just yeah. walking in saying something absolutely batshit but not to be rude <laughs> yeah. not to be arrogant yeah. not to be offensive just going mm. yeah I think my assistant's a leprechaun <laughs> <Yeah>. wicked wicked <laughs> nice one because um, he goes
1: he, he, he'd tell you things about his life as well, sort of personally. But you'd sort of go, you shouldn't be telling me this, man. Because you, it's like he, did, he wasn't aware of how famous he, uh, he is, you I know literally, what I literally,
0: mean? as I started on, on Stephen Graham, and I was about to say the story he told me, then realised, oh no, I can't say that, because <laughs> Nicolas Cage probably shouldn't have been saying that yeah, to the people yeah. that were there, let alone yeah. me three times removed on the podcast, <laughs> so... <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the openness that yeah. you tend to get the impression you'll stroll into a conversation and reveal something very personal. Really? And, and stroll I, off again. It's actually
1: a nice lesson, I think. Yeah. It's a nice way it's to beautiful live. beautiful openness, right? Yeah. A comfort yeah. a comfort a, a within yourself that, yeah, totally. I, I Yeah, I, I try to do that. And also doing that cuts through the mainframe of people's politeness, yeah. I think, very quickly. Yeah, amazing. You know?
0: So what do you know about... The mysticism of Leprechaun. Um, um,
1: <laughs> I know a lot now.
0: So, so what's ahead? I'll, I'll start to wrap things up as, as we're at the hour mark. But, um, you're in the next uh, series of Fortitude, yeah. which was just it seemed to come out of nowhere that first series mm. with one of the most stunning ensemble casts and mm. just an eeriness and strangeness a, a truly unique, in a weird way, it's comparable to Misfits in mm. it. It came out with this feeling and vibe that wasn't like anything I've particularly seen before. Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. it was very much an adult drama, mm. but it had a weirdness and mm. a, a mysticism to it. So, yeah. so how was working on that? And was that another one where you're working in unbelievable um, climates and situations yeah. or challenging climates and situations, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: we were, we were at the end of the line in Iceland. You know? Reykjavik is sort of the southwest of the island. We were on the very, very far east coast where it, there is... I mean, there's really next to nothing. There's some fishing there and there's a giant aluminium factory. And that's kind of it, you know. And so we were out there for the mountains, obviously, and the scenery. Uh, So we did six weeks there, three weeks and three weeks. And uh, so, yeah, climate-wise, it was pretty mad and intense. And also, I said at one point to someone, I said, you know what, this environment is brilliant. It's a brilliant surround to have if you're playing a character that's batshit crazy. Yeah yeah so so yeah. It, it, it' really how easy itself. to lose yourself anything yeah. in a place like that and I played this guy who who is a shaman he's a young shaman who who without giving too much away, he sort of comes to the town and tries to i oh, see i don't know what i'm allowed to say we don't have I to go like, into yeah into, into too much oh, again yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of but he he was a he was a a a uh, shaman and Simon Donald, who's the creator of the show, uh, always envisioned this character coming to the town, and you know, read up a lot on different traditions of shamanism all around the world, and yeah. the you know the levels at which these people could sort of divorce themselves from their physical form, yeah, and and sort of you know, all of a sudden find themselves in the body of an eagle, a flying mm. eagle, or mm. a bear. You know, these was these were the. The ways that uh, that shaman worked and how they so so this character sort of embodies a lot of the characteristics of, of of old ritualistic
0: shamanism. It's what I loved in the first series of the kind of a lot of the 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 mysticism or spiritualism in mm. it, you'd have constant points of doubting, then points of believing and that's mm. it was beautifully written in that way, that it it wasn't kind of going, Oh I'll oh, look at these silly ideas, it was going, Oh look at these silly ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh hang on. Let's keep oh, hang on, that's not so silly. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is weird. The more you look at it, the more you're like, well, they're different. They are definitely doing that. And, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, and, and this this series, I think, takes the horror of the show yeah. to another level. Amazing. Like, It's it's like a series of horror. You yeah. Know? It really is. Fantastic. And it's, do you know when oh, that's out? Is that the end of this year or beginning of next year? Beginning, of, remember, next, beginning of next. Yeah, year. Yeah, January, I believe. Um,
0: it's it's always a tough one with actors, because to ask or what's next, or what you're working on, because mm. there's often stuff you can't talk about and so on and so forth. So, is there anything you're working on at the moment that you can talk about or can reveal, or or should we leave that there? <laughs> I'm not supposed to, but fuck it. <laughs> Brilliant. There's Go ahead. Character. That's what I'm, I like
1: to hear. I'm doing a movie called Mute with Duncan
0: Jones. <laughs> Duncan Jones, kind of the follow-up to Moon, isn't yeah. it? With Scarzgard yeah. and Paul Rudd. Scarzgard, Paul Rudd, and, yeah. um, Justin Theroux, Lose, Justin Theroux. Yeah,
1: yeah. and moi amazing that's all <laughs> i got an email last night from the, <laughs> they're gonna kill me for this that's fine got an email going you know it, it's it's probably not fun to say not much so if you're happy to not say anything thanks you know <laughs> like the most diplomatic don't say anything email. again but it's I mean, out there i mean i cares. can
0: go off stuff that's online that it's it's yeah. it's, it, it's a follow-up to moon but it's not direct it, it, mm. it's a loose f- f- follow-up to moon. yeah again i'm a massive fan of duncan jones a me massive too. fan of moon a massive yeah. fan of Everyone we've listed there, so yeah. that must be an exciting one to be part of. Right? Yeah,
1: it's, it's still ongoing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hence my, hence my blonde locks. Amazing. But uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly exciting. Yeah, it's amazingly exciting. And that really is do, do out
0: next year at some point, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a
1: Netflix production. Oh, really? Mm. I
0: didn't even I, I realized that. It's an yeah. exciting climate at the moment, man. The, it is. The, yeah, the it's changing massively. massively, and all of. I think the BBC and for um, digital stuff Mm. is opening the world up to so much more risk-taking in TV, in film, and everything. Uh, Whereas before, you had to be so worried of, it's going to be on on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Is this (laughs) right for it? Is this right for that market? Mm. Uh, Whereas now, everyone's, and particularly with Netflix, they seem to be able to go fuck it let's make it yeah, exactly. let's make it and it will find its audience just, that's just that's not, their not, manifesto not yeah <laughs>
1: yeah but it's it's, it's true it's like, uh, <laughs> on a big wall on, on, on the wall on a whiteboard in netflix offices it says fuck yeah. it duncan jones comes in so what do you think fuck yeah, it. yeah fuck it yeah, yeah. but um it's true i bumped into simon amstel the other day and he was he's directing something for iplayer so now there's wow. content Yeah, being directed specifically. So BBC are maybe taking more of the Netflix model on board. I love it. I I I think
0: there was a lot of campaigns against it, but I think one of the best things that happened was BBC Three going digital. Yeah. Because I think it was the BBC's thought of, oh, let's fuck it off over there, but it's forced them into the future. Because the BBC can be a bit slow in progressing Mm. and moving forward. Obviously, they're a traditional institute, but Mm. I think it's going to be the best thing for them because there's so many more shows that they can just go... let's try it out. If it works, it will go on demand or we'll swing it on two in the middle of the night or whatever else. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, they have the possibility of lashing out so much more content. Yeah. Hopefully good. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for
1: coming in. I'll I'll wrap it up there. Thank you, dear.
0: uh, Where can people keep up to date on on everything (gasps) you? What's the best? I don't know. This Are you a lover of social media? (laughs) Uh, Are you a lover of social media? Are you for or against?
1: I'm on on Twitter, but, uh, you know, as I say Twitter for me it's a bit like an old dusty attic you know yeah. I kind of go up there every now and again every and have a look around move stuff around Ooh. I follow you on Twitter excellent good and, fun and uh, you're, you're very active on there I you have... and Rufus Hound you make up most of my Twitter streams
0: yeah we like to be keep, keep it all busy and active I'm, sure. I'm easing up on Twitter man I, I yeah. had my Twitter hacked a few weeks back really? and they stole it for like three days <gasps> and in those three days I was like you know what if I don't get it back I don't think I'm going to Above her. I generally had one of the moments I've spent years, particularly as independent label, independent artists, all these things. It's been important to build up my Twitter following. It's been a key bit of interaction with people. Yeah. And I did just kind of think, again, <laughs> kind of think, fuck it. I'm kind of. I'm kind of t- <laughs> the I mean, old Netflix it's, manifesto. It's, it's become the theme of this podcast, the, <laughs> the mantra. But it was one of them. I was like. Did they post anything? They didn't. That's the weirdest thing. They stole it. They removed my photo, changed the name of it.
1: But didn't what? do any tweets. If I hacked your Twitter, I would, like, immediately post a picture of, like, mate, like I don't know, like, a, a t- tiny penis. Mate, and, I not say it's mine.
0: I mean, I post that anyway. Yours.
1: But I was, I, 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 I was so pleased I didn't have any dirty
0: DMs. <laughs> I was, was genuinely, like, the only thing they could possibly get is my hmm. hidden secrets. I'm too boring at the moment <laughs> in my life that I didn't have any. But, no. yeah, honestly, I kind of I sat there and went, hmm. ah. Yeah. Eight years work, but yeah, yeah, kind of time How of many followers do you work. have? I've got about hundred and ten thousand, I think. Which again, I've mm. you know, I've, I've hustled for, but <laughs> yeah. it's weird. A, yeah. a, a social media is a weird beast. I'm not on either side of it. I, mm-hmm. I I understand those who are addicted to it, and I understand those who go, Nah, man, yeah. I want to f-
1: focus on. The Mm. art and and what I'm doing as an Mm. artist and as an entertainer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've become really addicted to the news recently. Yeah. Which I never have been. Yeah. I think it's because of uh, the American You're sadist. I was going to say, you've chosen the worst time to become addicted to the horrendous news that we've got. Horrendous. But really, I mean, throughout the, you know... uh, not that I'm I'm saying that it was worse at all for this, but it's there's been a incredibly exciting. On. Yeah, hundred percent. And it is it's ongoing. It's there's an excitement to it at the moment. I mean, it, it is like incredibly terrible news. It was that fascinating we've to racist. see the the impact
0: on the entertainment industry because mm. all, particularly in America, all viewing figures across the board were down during the election because so many people were focused on the news on the and news. on the debates and things like that. And on, it got to the point where people were like. We can't program anything uh, when the debates are on, or we have to adjust our programming, yeah. or, or, or 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 edit an episode to make it a not as important episode and stuff like that because it's literally, yeah, there was like literally
1: no it. difference between the news and a reality TV show. Yeah, yeah, there was zero in, difference, in,
0: including the reality TV stars being the, at the <laughs> yeah. forefront of the news, yeah, it's, saying
1: outlandish, bonkers, ab- absurd things. Yeah, I,
0: I do completely ag- 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 agree, though. It's it's. It's a fascinating time. Mm, we it is. Beat ourselves up and be depressed or whatever, but that's not going to change any of it. No, it's it does feel like one of those strapping and and witness this and, mm. and, and, and 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 be part of history. I guess. It yeah. was, I, I had Danny Wallace on the podcast. And one of the things that oh, blew yeah. me away in that chat was he was saying when he was young, his dad was a journalist, and just before the Berlin Wall went down, he said he sat down, his mum. Or Danny's mum, he didn't sat down his own mum, that's weird. <laughs> he, he sat down Danny's mum and the family said, look, we're moving to Berlin, because <gasps> really? history's happening. Oh, wicked. And we need to be part of that. Um, and again, there's good history, there's bad history going on there, but it was like, it's important that we're part of this. Mm. And no matter how depressed you are about everything that's going on, we're all fucking part of some... Yeah, some really Im- What Im- feels Im- like it'll be some World-shaping shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a fascinating time, really, but... That's a good point to wrap it up. As we've kind of made positive out that. of the. We went the all negative. political at the end. Brilliant. Thank you very much for chatting. It's been a pleasure chatting. A pleasure to to finally meet and have a have a chinwag because we've been discussing this for a while, haven't we? and, yeah. and, and Putting something together, so we've I'm been glad it's going it around. Happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jet trash, December ninth in mm. v- in Vue c- Cinemas, I believe. So check it out and uh, Dude. yeah. Thank you. Blood, sweat, and tears.
1: You'll see it all on the screen.
0: Damn right. Cheers. <laughs>
2: You've
0: been listening to Scooby's picks: and Pieces. There we go, Mr. Robert Sheehan. Um, a great chat. How how friendly and warm was he? It it was it was weird for me because I'm a massive fan of Misfits and his character in Misfits in particular is fantastic. So I was very excited to meet uh, the, uh, uh this a uh, gentleman and. Yeah, was blown away at how honest and open, how willing to discuss anything he was, even things he may not have been meant to be discussing too much, potentially, possibly, maybe. Um, Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I'll see you all next week. Um, If you can like and subscribe and stuff like that, it really helps. It's something that you can do for free. Yeah, and spread the word. If you're enjoying the podcasts, spread the word. If you want to go and... Spend a bit of money on merch. That never hurts. You know, that's always a nice thing to do. Um, So feel free to go and do that at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Other than that, thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week. Ta-ta.